Welcome to another episode of the Criminal Law Department Presents podcast, a production of the Criminal Law Department at the Judge Advocate General's Legal Center and School in Charlottesville, Virginia. Every two weeks, we release a new episode. Today, we're going to have a conversation about a recent opinion from the Court of Appeals for the Armed Forces. Please note that these episodes may contain facts and circumstances surrounding criminal trials. Listener discretion is advised. Arise! Hear ye, hear ye, hear ye. The Honorable United States Court of Appeals for the Armed Forces is now open and in session. God save the United States of America and this Honorable Court. All right, hello, this is Major Steve Dre and Major Cal Walters. And we're here to do a calf chat on United States versus McElhaney. What's this case all about, Steve? Well, I'll say this right off the bat. It's a really, really narrow scope. Uh, It's about whether the Air Force Court of Criminal Appeals applied the right standard of review to the question of sentence appropriateness. And... Interesting. Very yeah, narrow. and we'll get into it. It's yeah. super narrow, kinda, but it's but it's a nerdy here. It's nerdy. Yeah, yeah put yeah. on your put on your nerd hat. That's okay. All right, thanks, that's that's, that's oh, good. I actually have one. All <laughs> right, so okay, so here are the facts of the case. Appellant pled guilty to wrongful receipt of child pornography and wrongful possession and viewing of child pornography. He had been communicating with two different fifteen-year-old girls. They'd both independently sent him media files of them doing sexually explicit things, and then he got caught. All right, so. Uh, at his court-martial, what did he get sentenced to? Yeah, so at the court-martial, in this case, the military judge sentenced him to a bad kind of discharge, confinement for three months, and a reprimand. A reprimand. A reprimand. Don't see too many of those. We're going to talk about that. And that's why we're here today. Yep. And, and then the convening authority took no action on the findings of this case and no action on the sentence in this case. All right, Cal. Pop quiz. Uh-oh. Could, in this case, the convening authority have taken action on the findings? So I'm going to go with no. I'm going to look at RCM uh, 1109. And I'm, I'm going I'm to go with no, Steve. But you're the one who teaches post-trial. Yeah, let's see. You no, know, you, said, you said it. You know it. RCM 1109, under that rule, the convening authority could not take action on these findings, right? I'm saying findings. Uh, because the sentence included a bad conduct discharge. So if you read 1109, Alpha 1 and 2, you see the categories that prevent a convening authority from taking action on findings. Findings. It can be the nature of the offense or the sentence adjudged. And here, if a discharge is adjudged, then the convening authority is going to be precluded from acting on the findings. All right? Pretty simple. Pretty simple. no action on findings under RCM 1109. Got it. Yeah. But, Cal... Top quiz question Uh-oh. two. Could the convening authority have taken action on the sentence here? Mm. All right. So I'm going to look at RCM 1109 again, but I'm going to go to paragraph C, and I'm going to go with yes. I'm going to go with yes. The convening authority can take action on the sentence. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So, even th- so even though the convening authority was precluded from taking action on the findings, here a, the convening authority can act on portions of a sentence— Right, it's right out of the rule. If you look at that rule, you'll see that the convening authority could have reduced the sentence of confinement downward to nothing and could have disapproved the reprimand. Couldn't, on these facts, could not have reduced the bad conduct discharge or set it aside. All right. So, so two for two, Cal. Pretty That's good. good. Let's get a little, a little post trial um, primer there. 
yeah, primer. Yeah, little knowledge. Whatever primer, we're for it. sure. Primer. Um, yeah. So anyway, moving on. Uh, the convening authority, though, did no such thing here. The, and the convening authority then issued the reprimand and issued it at the same time the convening authority took no action on the sentence, right? So, so sort of signed the sheet, I'm taking no action, and then simultaneously issues this reprimand. And the reprimand says... Your decision to wrongfully view and possess child pornography promoted the abuse and harm of children and furthered the criminal enterprise of human sex trafficking, which is directly linked to child pornography. Your conduct has no place within the armed force or society at large. Be warned, further misconduct will result in additional criminal liability. Now, now did the appellant, I'm assuming the appellant had an opportunity to see this reprimand. Did they object to any of the language in the reprimand? Right. Appellant got these materials and then did not object to it during that sort of post-trial motions period, right? There are timelines like here probably five days after they got the motion. And that's why we're here today, because on appeal, the claim was that the sentence was, was inappropriately severe because of the language in the reprimand. And so with that claim, the Air Force Court of Criminal Appeals ruled that because the appellant failed to file a timely motion under RCM 1104, that it needed to review this alleged error under a plain error standard of review, which is not nearly as favorable to an appellant as a de novo review, which the Air Force Court of Criminal Appeals would have had to do had the appellant not made what what the government claimed was it and what the Air Force Court of Criminal Appeals ruled was a, was, was a forfeiture of that of that right. So then it's going to get the plain error review. And that's the issue here. Essentially, did the appellant forfeit? And that's right, not waive. Did the appellant forfeit the issue by failing to file that motion within five days of getting this written reprimand from the convening authority? So what did the CAF hold? So CAF says that was the wrong standard of review, Mm -hmm. Air Force Court of Criminal Appeals. Uh, That issue was not forfeited. The CAF looked at RCM 1104 and the timing of the issuance of the reprimand and found that the issuance of the reprimand was not something that must have occurred at the time of the convening authority action. So in other words, the opportunity to act came and the convening authority could have acted or not, chose not to, but there was no obligation for the convening authority to have issued the reprimand at that time. That's what the CAF essentially finds, that okay, the convenient authority could have issued the reprimand at that time. Here, the convenient authority did issue the reprimand at that time of, of opting to take action or not. But just because the convening authority chose to issue the reprimand at the same time and send it to the accused, that didn't sort of trigger an obligation on the accused to object to it under RCM 1104. So Interesting. So kind of a narrow case. What do we what do we think the field can take away from this case? So I'd say I mean like part of it is just understanding the importance of closely reading the, the CAF does a very technical review here of looking at RCM eleven oh four and just the nature of how of of what must be objected to, right? Like what an accused must take issue with and the language of a reprimand is not in there and the sort of nature of the sentence is not in there. So that's a close read. So just right, read close. That's some, you got to be reminded of it, right? Look really closely at, at rules. And I think another thing is just 
I think more be cautious of how you interpret this case. Don't read this case and think like, okay, that was a good reprimand or a bad reprimand. Because actually the CAF doesn't get into it at all. CAF doesn't talk. It makes no no determination about whether the language of this reprimand that I, you know, we got into a few minutes ago is appropriate or not appropriate. And we were chatting like, mm-hmm. you know, exactly what is in there makes the sentence inappropriately severe. It's, pro- it's an interesting conversation. Yeah. And just like the nature of reprimands generally, it's it's an interesting sentence. It's an interesting punishment, right? Reprimand, mm-hmm. you know, we, we don't see him a lot. And so what this actually means, don't think that this is good or bad, long story short. Uh, and if and if you want to find out what that looks like, you'll, you'll need to wait until the Air Force Court of Criminal Appeals issues its its opinion in this because the CAF sent it back mm-hmm. to the Air Force Court and said, okay, you used the wrong standard of review. You used this plain error standard. Don't do that. Instead, take a de novo review of this and determine if the sentence should be approved or if it was inappropriately severe. Yeah, so just watch out for that opinion. See what the reprimand looks like. It's, a, it's an interesting punishment, and we'll see. Well, thanks, Steve. Anything else you think the field needs to take away from this one? No. Pretty pretty technical case, um, but good to know what's out there. Awesome. Well, yeah, we're our goal on CapChats is just to make sure we push out an overview of these cases as they come out, even if they're narrow like this one. So thanks, Steve, for giving us an overview and giving the field some practical takeaways. Yeah, for sure, Cal. Good talking with you. You too, brother. Thanks for joining us today for another episode of the Criminal Law Department Presents podcast. If anything you heard sparked a thought, we'd love to connect with you. Your comments help us create better future content for the field or the fleet. Reach out to us on Facebook or Instagram. The information can be found in the show notes for today's episode. The views expressed in today's podcast are those of the presenters and not necessarily the Judge Advocate General's Corps, the Department of the Army, or the Department of Defense. Thanks, counsel, for both sides. And the court will stand in recess until further order of the court.